All right, so let's just get straight into it. Chris, we got you here and you have um, just had so many really, really dope experiences in Taiwan. So first, let's just talk about um, one thing that I thought was really cool when we talked last time, uh, when you experienced the Black Lives Matter rally and how that was, it was a bit surprising because you're like, man, I'm in Taiwan and I'm at a Black Lives Matter rally. But there were some moments that really hit, like you said, when you talked, when you heard from some of the um, descendants of like the more indigenous people of the island and everything like that. So can you give us a little bit of a breakdown of what that felt like for you as a black woman in Taiwan? Yes, it was absolutely life changing. Uh, it was wonderful. And I had the pleasure of volunteering as well. So that was wonderful. So many creeds and colors of people, you know, it was lots of foreigners, um, ones that look like me, ones that didn't from not just the States, but from other countries as well. I had Australians, we had New Zealanders, we had South Africans, we had, you know, of course, Taiwanese people. And it was just absolutely wonderful just to see everybody just coming together. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And uh, we had lots of speakers as well. Um, some that have been in um, in civil civil rights in a way, like like rallies and stuff before. They did their speak and they, um, they put their two cents in. And like you said, the indigenous group, that was, whoo, that, that got me. Um, so, so what we had talked about was that, you know, there are groups and cultures in Taiwan that aren't just, aren't just Chinese descendants. Um, they are indigenous cultures that have been there similar to the native Americans, um, that were in a way kind of pushed out, unfortunately. And gosh, it hurts. It hurts so bad to say, but that's real. And there are people like that. Um, and so the speaker that spoke, she had said one line in the very beginning. Um, she said one line. And after that, she was like, well, that's it. That's all that I know from my from my native tongue, that one line. And gosh, when she said that, it, it broke me. It broke my heart because they had to be trained and they kind of had to be taught to kind of like be unseen and unheard and that was unreal it's it's so it's so relatable to us right like it it feels like a direct parallel right exactly and and that's what she said she that's why she was out there at this rally that is why she um her and her her friends were they needed to be there because they understand what it feels like to, to be pushed out of your own country, like a country that you, that y'all made, you know, like that you put put on your backs, a country that you put on your backs and to be looked at as, as this, this, as a criminal or marginalized in in some way. And that's kind of how it was for them. You know, they had to, they had to learn the language. They had to learn Mandarin. They had to, you know, look the part they kind of had to take away from their their uh their native um dress how they dress they had to change how how they talk they had to 
you know, some people and like Native Americans do here, they started to kind of bleach their skin to kind of like look the part because they are they are of a darker complexion. Um, so they understand. They understand what it is and what it feels like. You know, there is to them as well. There, um, some Taiwanese families won't let their won't let their sons or daughter date anyone of an indigenous uh, as an, an indigenous group, and that's that was just heartbreaking. The things that she said, and it was it was so heartbreaking because it was so relatable. Because this and is ah. Just to give a little bit of just to give a little bit of context, right? This yeah. is um kind of the aftermath of the history of the uh, a few groups of Chinese um branching off and splitting off of China and mm -hmm. then migrating over to the island that would become Taiwan, kind of right. colonizing it, making it their own, but there were already native people there. And Correct. so now we're looking at like years later of that effect and how it affected the descendants of those um, indigenous or those native people who are already on the island. Right, exactly, mm. exactly. And that was, it was, in, it was incredible and powerful, the things that she was saying, it was, it was breathtaking. And like I said, so relatable and uh, God, it was, I had to, I had to talk to her. I had to hug her after the fact, I took a picture with her and, and it's, it is crazy because they're, they're our age. They're in their twenties. They're in their early thirties. Like this was not, this is not that long ago. Like this is not, this is, this is still happening <laughs> to, to people our age. Like this is, this is their life. They're having to change. And, and like I said, like the girl, she only knew one phrase, one in her native language. And that is, wow. It was just absolutely incredible to hear. Um, and I'm so glad that they, that, uh, that they were allowed to come and speak themselves because it was, it's powerful. It's powerful and people need to hear it. Like, yes, we, we stand with black lives, but we stand with them too, because wow, it's, it's happening. It's happening to them too in their own country. And I, I don't know, that was, that was just incredible an incredible, incredible experience. The whole rally was just beautiful. And to experience it in Taiwan, right? Like so so many of us would think like outside of the US that you're not going to see anything like that, but you're in Taiwan and they're like, yo, Black Lives Matter. Yes, yes. And there were shirts we had. We made shirts as well. But um, okay. there was we had shirts and everything. Those sold out so fast. And we had people coming up like, can I please get a shirt? I need I need a shirt because this is just it's just powerful. Like so many people were there and it was in the middle, in the heart of Taipei, at Peace Park. Um, Peace Park is a park in Taipei where lots of protests have occurred and, and things like that. And it's right in the heart. Um, and it's not far from, from, the, uh, from the place where the president lives as well. So it's, it was just powerful. Oh my gosh. And to see so many people come out and stand in solidarity, seeing so many people you know, uh, Taiwanese people just there because they do, we have a close bond, uh, Taiwan has a close bond to America. And so once they heard about it, they were, you know, and we said something about a rally, they were all for it. They were all for it. And it was just a blessing to experience that. And not just in the States, but in a foreign country, in another country, like, 
God, it was, I can't, I can't even really put into words how powerful and beautiful it was. Like I cried, I cried, I boo boo mm-hmm. cried like while I was there and just to see people, you know, having signs of, of, you know, all the victims of pr- police brutality and they're, they're just there. They were there and they were standing together with us. The moments of silence, the everything, like it was just unreal, unreal. And I, I can't even put it in words, man. It was gracious. It was wonderful. Absolutely. And, and you also mentioned that um, aside from just like uh, having a relationship with America, because of its history, Taiwan actually still has a bit of Japanese and Dutch influences as well because of those. Um, I don't want to I don't want to keep using the word colonizations, but because of those forces coming into the island and and right. taking over or, or kind of like capturing that land for certain periods of history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um... Like, like you said, you hit it on the head. So lots of, uh, lots of other countries and, and people came on over and that made a heavy influence. Like there, the alley system in Taiwan, it's very similar to the Japanese alleyways. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's a little confusing, but that, that's kind of like, there's a kind of pieces, um, a lot of, not, I wouldn't say a lot cause it's kind of dying now, but a good amount of elderly people, they speak Japanese as well. So there's, mm. there's, there's, they speak Taiwanese, they speak Japanese and they speak Mandarin and a Taiwanese are trying to bring that back as well. Um, because they're kind of want to kind of go back to their roots kind of thing. So Taiwanese is different than Mandarin Chinese. Um, that's mainly spoken, um, of course, in China. Um, so they're kind of like wanting to bring Taiwanese back. And so Japanese was a big um, language as well for elderly elderly people you still hear them speaking Japanese um, and lots of temples and things like that are have the heavily Japanese as well when the Dutch came over there's parts of there's parts of Taiwan that have like cobblestone uh, roads and things like that which is is super cool there's like some windmills and <laughs> and certain things like in the middle of this little Asian island like <laughs> there's like a windmill um but yeah it was it's incredible it's really wonderful to see like in it in, sounds it sounds actually really really beautiful like just yeah. kind of seeing all of the design and architecture everywhere right 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 and it's it's um, it's insane like how how so much can be influenced by this one little, this small little island. Like so much has happened on this small little island, and it's a rich, uh, it's a rich history. It really is. It's a rich history. Yes, definitely. There's, and I'm right. And that's just that's just the surface, and that's just what I know. You know, that's yeah. that's just what I've what I picked up from being there for two years and going to a couple of mu- museums there, like. That it's it, they're all about their history and they're all about the the in um, incorporating lots of cultures and lots of history. They want to keep their own, but at the same time, they're not they they don't shy away of of experiencing other cultures as well. The open mindedness of this country is beautiful, and it's sad that people don't even see it as a country, um, which is unfortunate. A lot of people think of it as China, and it's not. Nope. Mm. No, no, no. Do not tell a Taiwanese person that they are Chinese. Yeah. Will... Look, they might, they might end up, up that pepper spray. <laughs> Look, they're going to be like, you still got that pepper spray? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying. Oh, 
saying like it'll be on site it will be on site like no um so it's just it's just wonderful to see and that experience and and learning of of all the rich history that taiwan has to offer it's beautiful wonderfully wonderfully beautiful so let's talk about the brothers and sisters of Taiwan. Like the minute you said the name, I was like, I was like, those are my folks. So the brothers, those are my folks. So the brothers and sisters of Taiwan, this was a Facebook group that you found. And it was uh, kind of the black community that was in Taiwan. I think you you mentioned that there was a girl who came from an HBCU as well. Um, yeah. There was a guy who'd been there for five years and opened up his own business. But tell us about like how... Um, how it was first finding the group, how you felt, and then maybe some of the best moments that you had with that group. Okay. Ah, man. So they are a wonderful group of people. They're just, they just want to, yes, be abroad and live in this beautiful country that is Taiwan, but as well as, as keep their, keep their blackness and, and not shy Mm. away from, from being different in this, uh, in this, in this country that's no one looks like them. And so when I had first found them, I kind of like reached out like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, I'm Crystal. I just moved here. And this was around the time where uh, Lion King, the new, the new version of Lion King had just came out. And so the admin, Stephanie, Stephanie, that's my girl. That's my girl. She's my space partner. She's my space partner. We will whoop some butt. We will whoop some butt, okay? That's my girl. Hands down, we win in all the games. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> but my girl Stephanie, she's the admin. She's been in uh, Taiwan about four years, I believe. Um, and her cousin is Patrick, the one that um, him and his best friend Carl, they've been there for eight plus years, and they had just opened a bar called the nice. Arts and Cra- called Arts and Crafts. Look them up on Facebook as well. So support. Um, Patrick also does a, uh, he is a bartender and he has the in-house bartender. That is his uh, new platform as well. So if you want some good drinks, hit him up on uh, in-house bartender. Um, But yeah, so that is just, that is just a group of people that has showed so much love whenever, whenever I just need it. You know, I need it to be around people that look like me, people that understand. That's they were my go-to. You know, we would post events and everything like that, and and it was we had a we had a ball. We had a ball anytime we got together. And uh, some of my favorite events was, of course, this rally because they Stephanie and Patrick and lots of lots of people as well. Um, that have been in this community for a long time. They they are the ones that, you know, started the rally and organized it and, and made it happen. So I, I ooh, shout out to them for that. Um, but they but they definitely host lots of events. They host lots of events at Patrick and Carl's Bar and things like that. But my favorite, my favorite, favorite was the Juneteenth celebration that we just recently had. Uh, the, the rally was just a couple of weeks before. So we were still kind of like on a high from, from a successful rally. And then come Juneteenth, AKA my birthday, my birthday. Is your birthday really Juneteenth? Yes, it is. June 19th. (laughs) Yes. That's kind of ill. Yeah, that's ill. It's ill. It's it's a great day. It's a great day to be born. 
so we so they had a, an event as well at Patrick's Bar down in Taichung, and that was we had a full blown cookout. Like the grill was going. We had the mac and like people got <laughs> ingredients sent over from the states. We had the mac and cheese. We had the potato salad. We had the ribs. We had the grilled chicken. We had now oh, were you guys were you guys introducing cuisine at all? Like were those things that anybody had never had, or everybody had already had all that stuff that you were making? No, everybody had had it. Well, there was there was a couple of Taiwanese people that showed up, like boyfriends and girlfriends of 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 people. Um, but we were all blacky black black up in there. So okay, cool, most cool. most of us most of us have had the food already. So it was just <laughs> it was it was just a throwback. Like it was like a soul food cookout. We had the music playing. We had the drinks flowing. We had the space tournaments going. You know, we had we we're playing Uno. We were playing Just Dance. Like we we just had a ball. We had a ball. Oh, and like yeah, I said, on, yes. And on top of that, it was my birthday as well. So them being dope, they sung me Happy Birthday, and it was just a great, 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 great time. And it was just it was like forty of us. It was forty of us black people just in there. And it's you know we we came. We have become a family, a collective family, because there aren't that many of us, you know? So whenever we do get together, we do have a ball and we do it and we do it hard and we, we do it the blackity black way and unapologetically because this is this is what we need. We need that sometimes. We need to be around people that look like us sometimes, especially whenever you are in a foreign country and you're away from your family, you need those people. And uh, since, since we were talking about having a good time, I want you to tell us a little bit more about when you hit the clubs too, because <laughs> <laughs> people not people might not have the people might not have the idea that it'd be going down in Taiwan. It'd be going down. Okay, okay. Say so now, I'm excited now. Okay, so Taipei, like Taipei is my that's my city, man. I love me some Taipei, and the fact that it's so young, like. The the capital of Taipei and the um I'm not sure if you know like the the Taipei 101 like the the tower, the super tall building no. that kind of like okay it's beautiful absolutely gorgeous but even that was like built like 20 years ago like it's like the mm. the thing of it is it's just so young it's a young country and it's a young city and it's it's people just have a ball there's the nightlife is something serious there's always something to do there's all there's never not anything to do like you will go to an event you can just go hopping and hopping and hopping and excuse me uh club 7-eleven be popping okay i don't think you know about <laughs> club 7-eleven or club family or jerky in the back or Okay, so they don't have they don't have Slurpees or anything like that, but you can do any and everything at 7-Eleven or Family Mart or OK Mart, any kind of convenience store. Hey, hold you, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is going over my head. This is yeah, going over yeah. my head. Wait, 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven is popping? It's popping. Any 7-Eleven <laughs> in the city is popping. Okay, because we can, okay, so Taiwan, Taiwan is an open container country. So we can be okay. walking around the city 
just pop in the 7-Eleven real quick, get what you need to get, and then walk around the city and just, whoo, yes. So there's free, <laughs> there's, yes, yes, there's free Wi-Fi in all 7-Elevens. There's seating areas, there's your snacks, there's your drinks. They got the hard liquor there at 7-Eleven for sale. They have the beers, they got the every your juices, anything you need a chaser bet it's right beside it so that's 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 the spot that's where you go that's where you go to pregame pregame is club 7-eleven pregame at 7-eleven hey we all gonna link up at 7-eleven then we're gonna hit the spot it's a thing it is a thing like people sleep but no it's real because 7-elevens you can do anything you can pay your bills you can pick up your packages you can yes 7-eleven 7-Eleven over in Taiwan is probably yeah. like the one-stop shop, yo. It is. It, I swear. I swear it is. And that's most of all Asia. Like, you can do anything, anything at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> like, print out, print out your homework. You can, <laughs> like, it's everything. It can do absolutely everything. Like, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But on the weekends in the city, hit up 7-Eleven Club, 7-Eleven Club, Family Mart, um, to do your little pregame, and then you go out, and then you go out in the city, and so <laughs> clubs, clubs are so much fun, because people just want to have a good time, and like, again, I say, the safety, you're not having to worry about, oh, who's about to shoot up the club, is this one, is this one okay, like, oh, God, like, are we, are we going to be good whenever we, you know, come okay. on hey, you know, you know, we right. from, you know, we from North Carolina. We from North Carolina. Right. You go to a club, you gotta look around a little bit, see who's in the like, room. Boom, boom, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and especially some of them clubs in Greensboro, you know. Yeah, some of the clubs in Greensboro, you gotta make sure and be like, all right, let me get my emergency contact set up in my iPhone before we, before right. we go. <laughs> what type of music did they play at the clubs in taiwan were they playing like american music okay so it depends on the club but there there okay. are some clubs where it's uh where edm electronic dance okay. music electronic is dance huge <laughs> it's huge yes okay. yes lots of that that is huge in taiwan um so most clubs do kind of like do that, but there are some clubs that play hip hop and R and B. So you kind of like go to ones like okay. So my favorite club, even though it's like for like college students, so like you got you got your eighteen to twenty one year olds kind of up in there, but they be partying. Okay, so yeah. if you don't mind, if you don't mind hanging out with some 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 college students, you will have a ball, a ball because yeah, they they all, they all hyped up because they all came from Seven Eleven first. <laughs> yes, there we go. And the drinking age is 18. So we in there. We all in there. We all in there popping. So like they some clubs they do, like I said, uh play the hip hop and R and B. So so Clash is one and people just people just dance. They just have a good time. Like that's it. Mm. People are going to a club to dance their butt off, drink and have a good, good, good time. And did, that and that's what you're gonna people, get. Did people hit on you a lot? Was that like a thing? 
like a lot of people are like, oh, you know what I'm saying? oh, you looking like my goddess right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first time, first time in a club. Okay. So like I said, yeah. China, China and Taiwan, they have a little beef or whatever. So this yeah. one dude that I would, that I, my first time in the club, it was like hanging, hanging like around like my area. And he was like, man, I'm from China. I'm from China. Like, you know, forget <laughs> Taiwan, forget, I'm just here on vacation, but forget Taiwan. I'm, I'm from China, bro. Like, but I'm by the China, time, bro. by the time I danced two songs on my man, I love <laughs> Taiwan. I love Taiwan. He swoops up, yo. And, and that whole night, that whole night, he's just like, man, I love Taiwan. I love Taiwan. They got women like you here. They don't got nobody like you. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was amazing. Yo, Absolutely amazing. Yo, but you yes. That man's life. You are the reason you are the reason you are gonna end the beef between China and Taiwan. You know that? <laughs> like you are gonna end the beef. Yo, oh my god. I will never forget that. The very first time clubbing in Taiwan, and that's what happens. Yeah, you could be a, you could be a two. A two in the states, but you can be a ten in Taiwan. So Yo, you're wild. You're wild. <laughs> you're I am real. Everybody a will tell you ten in Taiwan because those Yo. girls, those girls will come on up and they because they want a foreigner. They want a foreigner. Yeah. You know, so they want a foreigner. So dudes don't really have a problem. Honestly, even black dudes don't really have a problem either. Uh, because mm-hmm. they want a foreigner and they, and you know, the stereotypes and everything. And mm-hmm. so one thing you loved about Taiwan too, you loved how easy it was to travel from Taiwan to yeah. other areas of Asia. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, mentioned exactly. how like Singapore was beautiful. You mentioned how there were a few places that you wish you would have made it to, but overall, like the countries that you got to visit, that was blowing you away. So can you can you kind of like let people know about like why Taiwan is so great for traveling to some of those other countries surrounding it? Of course, of course. So yeah, like I said, um, Taiwan is known as the heart of Asia. We're smack dab in the middle. So anywhere Southeast Asia, um, up, up north more so, that's it's easy. It's easy to get there. Like it's between a two to four hour flight and you're at these amazing countries. Um, Mm. So I had the pleasure of visiting. um, I did have to do a stop in China. Um, I only spent like a day or two there. So it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't really experience China like that, but got to get me to China. Um, I did the Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, South Korea, um, I am missing some. I am missing some. But oh, you did South Korea, Thailand, Malaysia, Philippines. Thailand. Yes, 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 yes. Good. So those those countries were incredible, and all like between a two hundred dollar, two to three hundred dollar flight round trip. So that's that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> in, in America, two hundred dollars you getting on Spirit. <laughs> don't come for spirit my mom works for spirit okay don't do that oh, no. <laughs> I, meant, I, meant alle- I meant allegiant uh-huh uh-huh there we go there we go switch it up switch it up but yeah it's it's crazy like, it's so cheap and you know like in the states like what a two to three hundred dollar that's like going to the next state over and coming right back you know like 
to just get mm-hmm. to Cali, to get to Cali is like 700 to a thousand some dollars from, from the East coast over in North Carolina. Like it's expensive, but the cost yeah. of living is so low in Asia. It's like you can save money. Um, and then on top of that, you can travel for cheap. And then the other countries around it are cheap as well. So you're just out there living. You might have saved up $500, but you're good. Like you're good. Like, and, and you can go and experience all these amazing, amazing countries. Like I have never seen a sunset like I have, like I did in the Philippines. That was the most beautiful thing I have ever seen like paint it looked like it was painted it didn't even look real like it didn't even look real like Singapore the one of the most aesthetically beautiful countries I have ever seen in my entire life it's just clean like I said you can look off the ground I'm not sure if you really want to but you can't because yeah. <laughs> it's so clean it's so clean chewing gum is not a thing um, they don't allow that because they want their sheets to be so clean. But I, uh, Singapore was my first solo dolo trip and it was, wow, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, like I said, crazy rich Asians, they did it. They did it. No justice. Like that, that is what you see in Singapore and it's, but in person gardens by the bay, um, Marina Bay Sands, all of that area, that entire area is just, it's man-made, but it is gorgeous. Absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. So gorgeous that I cried. I cried during the light show because it was one, it was my first trip and I was like, dang, like I really made it out here, but it was just insanely beautiful. You know, I went to, I went to, uh, Koh Phi Phi Islands in Thailand for my birthday and that, like, I was out there in the PP Islands where movies were being filmed, where where screensavers, when you see a, a computer screensaver, I was out there, man. Like, and it was so cheap. And it was so cheap. It was it was easy to get to. It was cheap. It was wonderful. Thailand, Thailand, they call it the land of smiles because people are just so nice there and they're cheesing hard and just happy that you're there and they look like you and everything and that was wonderful Malaysia like I met some great people they like the Malay people that is a uh, very diverse diverse country as well you know you have the Indian Malays you have the um the um excuse me the Chinese Malays you have it's just a whole plethora of just little things like you have little India you have this and this and this and this and this and and you know when I went there the Patronus Towers um god there's a movie I think Catherine Zeta-Jones is in it but uh gosh they were like running through the Patronus Towers and that was another movie and it's just like I'm here like where a movie was filmed and it's amazing and the dude kept the uh the guys around there kept calling me sis he was like hey sis Hey sis, like they, I'm sis to them, you know, like I'm, um, you know, and it was just, ah, it was incredible. It was just easy. It was easy going. See South, South Korea. That's just, if you want to party, if you want to have a good old time, go to South Korea, you know, like the expat community, which are like people, um, that, that are living there, uh, that are foreigners. They, that is a huge 
huge expat community there. They're going to have a good old time. Like it's, they have a um, heavy, heavy drinking culture there, but it's okay. like, but it sounds like it's, my culture. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I went to, I met this, I met this guy, like I said, like when you travel solo dolo, you are not alone unless you, unless you want to be, you don't have to be unless mm-hmm. you want to be, you're going to meet other solo travelers and you're still going to have a, a good time. And so I met this, um, met this dude from, from Germany, hung out with him, just met him, but let's, let's go out. That's just what you do. That's just what you do. That's how you meet people. That's how you, that's how you interact with people. That's, it's just, that's just what you do. And so, um, we went out to this Korean barbecue restaurant and like, he was, uh, there was a group of, it was a group of uh, older Korean men and we walked in there like, Hey, <laughs> it's like, where are you from? Where are you from? He was like, I'm from, I'm from Germany. And, and I was like, I'm from the United States. It's like, Oh, our friends, our friends, <laughs> sit down, sit down. Yes, 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 yes. And so this is like 2 PM, Gerari, like 2 PM. We're going out to lunch or whatever, but they bring out this bottle of, ah, God, soju. Soju is the drink. And is it is it clear? Is it brown? It's it's clear. Soju mm. and there's like different there's different um there's different flavors too, but it's like fifteen okay. percent alcohol and it and it goes down like it's water. So it's how that can get you in trouble. It can get you in trouble. Yo, like you just need one bottle of soju and that's a wrap. So like, so yeah. <laughs> so when we sit down 2 PM eating this Korean barbecue, the guy, he's like, he's like, tells the waiter uh, to like bring out a bottle of soju. And I, he was like, I buy you drink and so like, we're over here i'm over here at the in korea with this german dude i just met and we're it's 2 p.m we just came back from a what's to call it um from a museum and this this korean man is just like throwing throwing soju bottles at us i buy you drink and like we just cheers <laughs> hey, cheers and then you just like it's so if you want to have a good old time and party and have ugh, that's that's south korea that's south korea more so soul k-pop is big so go to a k-pop concert if you can like that's it right there like ugh, it's just it's just incredible but my experience is like ugh, i will i will always forever remember them what did you eat? I know you told me pork is real big, but what were you eating all the time? And like, what were some of your favorite? Uh, what were some of your favorite meals that you got to eat while you were okay. while you were overseas? Okay, so um, Taiwan, uh, Shaolong Bao. Oh, you gonna have to break that down. You're gonna have to break that down for us. <laughs> all right, so Shaolong Bao. <laughs> we ain't got that here. okay so it's kind of like a dumpling it's kind of like a dumpling um and so it's oh god i'm about to make my mouth water like just thinking about it like all right so it's like a dumpling and it's steamed so i don't know if you've seen like the the wooden the wooden kind of like circular boxes or whatever and then like you lift it up and like the steam is just going okay but that's that's shallow bao so it's like it's like meat in in cabbage or whatever kind of vegetable like wrapped in a soft dumpling like 
spun and it steamed. Oh mm. my gosh. Like that's that's <laughs> the go-to. That's the go-to. Uh, pineapple cake. I brought some back home for me, pineapple cake in mm. Taiwan. That's that's untouchable. You can't touch it. You can't touch it. It's undefeated. Um, <laughs> yes, undefeated. Um, I'm not sure if you know about bubble tea. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so originated in Taiwan. Shout out to them. So bubble oh, tea. Cool. Yes, yes. So bubble milk tea is a thing. There's so many drink shops everywhere around the city. So uh, so you can imagine how good their bubble milk tea is in Taiwan where it, it originated. Started, like, yeah, we have we have the imitation. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So that right there, that's amazing. Where, are I, there are there like vegetarians? Are there people who I know that sounds real ignorant, but are there like because I know that it sounds like there's a lot of meat options. Are there a lot of people who like are vegetarians or practice like being a vegan and stuff? Yeah, so um I'm there are there's um there's like Facebook groups as well that are like they're called Taiwan Taiwan foodies or Taipei foodies and they kind of like have they tell you like where to get stuff like that um but i'm not vegetarian or vegan so i just <laughs> so she said look that wasn't my concern i can't really answer that one for you dog but like <laughs> said, that's, that's not like a personal problem <laughs> <laughs> but i was saying you know like is there there are options i do have a i do have a friend that is vegetarian because they're like you will never have fresh produce like you would like over in Asia because it comes straight mm-hmm. from the farm. Like they pick it up from the par- farm and they send it straight to the grocery stores or they send it straight. They have lots of markets as well. Um, lots of fruit markets, lots of farmers markets, lots of things like that. Night markets as well. That is a huge thing. That is a huge thing. And in honestly Asia, but in Taiwan, they have night markets where from like 8 p.m. until it's it's just like vendors. It's just vendors and they have their stalls and they're just cooking, boy. They're just cooking and you just go to stall to stall and it's super cheap. It's like it's like 50 cents per like little thing or whatever and, it, and you just eat in. You just get this, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You just walk down, walk down through the different alleys of the night market and you're just eating. And that is, that's, that is a treasure that is a treasure you have to do night markets in taiwan like uh, in asia well, like that's just oh that's just what it is that's what it is so like i said i don't really know about the vegetarian stuff but like the, <laughs> the fruit the fruit kiwis whoa kiwis the fruit it's just unreal like it's just unreal i've never had fruit as fresh as i have had than in thailand or in Taiwan, like those are the two countries that I've just like, oh, it was just fresh. Everything is just so fresh and pretty much made to order. Like nothing is just sitting there <laughs> for a while. Like they, okay, you want this? All right, let me go make this now. Like it's not, it's not anything like you walk up and it's already ready for you. No, like they're cooking it right in front of you all the time. Super fresh food. Just just good food. Like that's just oh, you're just gonna food. be eating. You're gonna be eating. And I love <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, so, I have uh, two I have two final questions for you. Okay. And you cool. knew I had to ask this, but 
you know, like we said, we're both weebs. And <laughs> what <laughs> and with with anime and manga culture, um, like you said, being so prevalent, like did you feel as though you were in like anime heaven? Like, did you feel like you for all of the anime lovers who are listening to this episode, like, did you feel like, yo, if they don't take a trip to Asia, they will forever be missing out? You will forever be missing out. Like, I just little things about, I could just be walking down the street and there's this big billboard of, of like nothing but anime related things. Like I took so many pictures of just like, just little things like uh, little flyers on the wall that has like Yu Yu Hakusho on it or like Ooh. one one piece yeah one piece I'm telling you is huge like Taiwan loves one piece so if you are a one piece fan and you don't go to excuse me if you don't go to Taiwan you playing yourself because it's <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere it's, you played yourself yes, you played yourself like like adults kids everybody has has a one piece shirt on like stores are selling one piece merch. They have like claw machines for some reason are really big in Taiwan. Like, like, like we get 50 year olds walking in into a claw machine, like <laughs> claw machine place and like playing claw machines. But like the, the, you get figurines, like dope, dope figurines from like different kinds of animes that you can win in the claw machines. Like it's just, it's just real. Like, all kind of merchandise is everywhere, everywhere on on buses. Um, I have pictures of Hunter Hunter, Hunter Hunter um, things on on the side of buses and stuff. Just like on my bus, I'm getting on and I'm looking at Kilua like, "What's up, Kilua?" Like getting on the bus, like <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Like this is yeah, that's my dude. I love me some Kilua, but like it's everywhere. Like it's on on cars. Like there are. There's this place in Taijung called the Animated Alley, and it's just nothing but like street art of all kinds of anime, all kinds of like, oh, it's just unreal. Like people have it have like pay, spray painted on their scooters because scooters are big there. Like I don't think you'll understand like how the scooter culture like is huge. So like people have their stuff decked out with like <laughs> on the side that customized painted of like Goku and stuff like on on the side like it's 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 hard like all my friends just like laughed at me all the time because I'm like the main I'm I'm the weeb of the friend group of my friend groups mm-hmm. so like I'd be walking down the street oh look at his shirt yo oh that's dope like just anything any little thing it's just everywhere it's just absolutely everywhere like it's it's heaven. It's heaven. And I'm so sad that I did not get to do my dream trip to Japan because I'm telling you, I was going all out. To, I was going to go to Akihabara, uh, the, the district, the anime district. I was going to do the go-karting around the around Tokyo and stuff like that. Like I was going to go to the Gundam, the life-size Gundam thing. Like I was about to do all of that. But honestly, I got a taste of that in Taiwan. Like it's it's just everywhere absolutely everywhere everybody watches it everybody knows it all the little girls are obsessed with chopper but it's true though like you gotta if you are a weeb and you don't go to asia i'm telling you you playing yourself like it's just everywhere it's everywhere and it's normal and you will not feel 
outcasted at all. Like it's just that's what it is. That's what it is. My last question for you, and this is, um, I think, the biggest thing that you wanted to drive home. I remember when we were talking um, earlier, you said that uh, you really just wanted people to know that it's possible to live abroad, that it's possible to thrive and live uh, their best life. And um, a lot of times we just need to see it or hear it. We need to hear somebody who looks like us or sounds like us do it. And that can be the encouraging factor that we need. Um, that resonates exactly with what this podcast is here to do, which is to motivate people to step out of their comfort zone and go after the things that might seem intimidating. Um, so what like last bits of wisdom would you like to leave um, for anybody who you want to get that message across that they should try? They should go out there and live abroad. They should try to thrive. Um, what last nuggets would you want to leave with them? Um, I definitely say put that fear to the side because it's, it's only harming you, it's not doing any good, and just do it, just do it. Like, not ju- like Nike, just do it. Like, even if it's just for a visit, you don't have to just move out there and, and be like, whoop, here I am kind of thing. Even if it's just a visit, take little baby steps. You know, I say, take little baby steps, go, you know, if, if the traveling makes you nervous, go to another city, in, in the states that you always wanted to go to. I started small. I've always wanted to go to Boston. So whenever I got the chance, I went up to Boston. And that was like, okay, solo dolo. I, and I did it. And I did it. And it's like, okay, let's go a little further next time. So I went a little further next time. And then I went a little further next time. And so I, I just say build yourself up for it and let that fear go. Um, and definitely have a support system. If you do not have a support system, you know, that could, you know, those people in your head, like there's always going to be people, I don't know, Crystal, I don't know, that doesn't sound, no, no, no. But like, if this is something that you have always been wanting to do, always have dreamed on doing, do it. Because I I say, be like Ace and live with no regrets. Because like, that mm-hmm. is, live with no regrets. Because it's only like their fears and people are going to project their fears on you. And that is, and if you never do it, it's always going to be a what if. And that's my biggest thing in life. Like, I don't want to live with what ifs. I want to, I want to say that like, I would rather, I would rather go out there and experience it and try it and say, okay, it wasn't for me and come back home. than never try it at all. And always be like, okay, what if I did do that? You know, I could have done that. I could have done that. I should have done that. I, I would have done that. And that's, that's my thing. Like I'm, I am a huge advocate for traveling. I am a huge advocate of getting out of your comfort zone because that's where you grow at the end of your comfort zone. That is where you thrive and that is where you grow. And that's where you learn about yourself. If you want to learn about yourself, travel, travel like it there's so much to see there's so much to see like there's more than just your city there's more than just your state there's more than just your home country go out there because these these countries are are willing and open and and are wanting you know people to experience them just like that's just like it is the other way around I can't tell you how many people Taiwanese people or wherever I was like man, I want to go to America. I want to go to America. I want to see it. I want to enjoy it. And I'm like, shoot, like I want to be over here. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a mutual, it's a mutual respect. It's a mutual thing. Like 
just just do it just go for your dreams y'all because it's if you don't it'll always be on the back of your mind and that's that's not that's not how you want to live your life like even if it's not traveling if if it's not traveling like to say you know to to so do something that you always wanted to do like I told you Gerari about my brother like I I went out there I always wanted to travel I always wanted to live abroad so I did he saw me he's eight years older than me but he saw his little sister doing something that she has always wanted to do he's always wanted to be a pilot you know he stopped his job in probation and he was like you know what I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna become a pilot. And now he's over here getting his commercial license. He's about to be out there, you know, flying these big boys. And he's like, Crystal, that was because of you. You showed me that I can do it. So you can do it. Like it's it's real. There's people out there. It is possible. Save that bread. Save that money. Don't make excuses. And just go for it. Save that money. Save that money. Fifty dollars here and there. Right. Right, 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 right. If you really want it enough, you're going to save your money and you're going to go do it. You're going to do it. Like even if it's $20 here, $50 here, put it to the side, put it to the side. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Like I I know, I know financial part is is hard and, and scary for some people. And I truly, I understand, like I understand. But if you want it bad enough, you're going to save that money. You're going to shut up. And you gonna go, so mm. it's it's that's that's Word. what it is. It's Word. possible. It's possible, y'all. It's possible. Just do it, man. Do it. Talk to people. Uh, get you know, like the people that have done it. Like shoot, blow up their DMs. Like for real. Like that's that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to do. Watch tons of YouTube videos. Do your research. Research, research as much as you can. Like, just just do your research. Save that money. Throw those excuses to the side and go and do it. As you'll have Ladies and gentlemen, time. our listeners, that <laughs> was Chris and she uh, just dropped just dropped gems, yo. Just dropped gems. Uh, um, yeah. There's there, <laughs> Oh, there's so much. There's so much to appreciate about her sharing her experiences with us. Um, but but in a nutshell, she's not here just to share her experiences, but she's encouraging you to make your own experiences as well. So, um, Chris, where can they find you? Where can they contact you and get get in connection with you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I am crystal.can underscore. So K-R-Y-S-T-L-E dot can c-a-n underscore so that's me on the gram so hit me up if any more questions specifically for taiwan or how to get your tefl certification or anything like that i'm your girl and again i do have a youtube video called kc overseas um i talk about my my time in taiwan more videos will be coming up as well the pros and the cons of Taiwan, what I do, what I don't like, the day in the life of me teaching there as well. That is me on YouTube. So K, the letter K, the letter C, overseas. I so love it. I so, so love it. And so everyone who's listening and they feel inspired, just remember to travel and take your thousand miles one step at a time. Thank you, Chris, so much. We loved having you. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. I really enjoyed my time talking with you. Oh, yeah.